Section 30 of The Memorable Thoughts of Socrates by Xenophon. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Scheib. The Memorable Thoughts of Socrates by Xenophon. Translated by Edward Beisch. Book 3, Chapter 13. Several Apothegms of Socrates. A certain man, being vexed that he had saluted one who did not return his civility, Socrates said to him, It is ridiculous in you to be unconcerned when you meet a sick man in the way, and to be vexed for having met a rude fellow. 2. Another was saying that he had lost his appetite, and could eat nothing. Socrates, having heard it, told him he could teach him a remedy for that. The man asking what it was, Fast, said he, for some time, and I will warrant you will be in better health, spend less money, and eat with more satisfaction afterwards. 3. Another complained that the water which came into the cistern was warm, and nevertheless he was forced to drink it. You ought to be glad of it, said Socrates, for it is a bath ready for you, whenever you have a mind to bathe yourself. It is too cold to bathe in, replied the other. Do your servants, said Socrates, find any inconvenience in drinking it? or in bathing in it? No, but I wonder how they can suffer it. Is it, continued Socrates, warmer to drink than that of the temple of Asclepius? It is not near so warm. You see then, said Socrates, that you are harder to please than your own servants, or even than the sick themselves. 4. A master, having beaten his servant most cruelly, Socrates asked him why he was so angry with him. The master answered, because he is a drunkard, a lazy fellow, who loves money and is always idle. Suppose he be so, said Socrates, but be your own judge, and tell me, which of you two deserves rather to be punished for those faults? 5. Another made a difficulty of undertaking a journey to Olympia. What is the reason, said Socrates to him, that you are so much afraid of walking, you, who walk up and down about your house almost all day long? You ought to look upon this journey to be only a walk, and to think that you will walk away the morning till dinner-time, and the afternoon till supper, and thus you will insensibly find yourself at your journey's end. For it is certain that in five or six days' time you go more ground in walking up and down than you need to do in going from Athens to Olympia. I will tell you one thing more. It is much better to set out a day too soon than a day too late for it is troublesome to be forced to go long journeys, and on the contrary, it is a great ease to have the advantage of a day beforehand. You were better, therefore, to hasten your departure than be obliged to make haste upon the road. 6. Another telling him that he had been a great journey, and was extremely weary, Socrates asked whether he had carried anything. The other answered that he had carried nothing but his cloak. Were you alone? said Socrates. No, I had a slave with me. Was not he loaded? continued Socrates. Yes, for he carried all my things. And how did he find himself upon the road? Much better than I. And if you had been to carry what he did, what would have become of you? Alas, said he, I should never have been able to have done it. Is it not a shame, added Socrates, and a man like you, who have gone through all the exercises, not to be able to undergo as much fatigue as his slave? End of section 30. Recording by Scheib.